Hi, today I'm with writer Chris Pennington, a local writer living here in Asheville, North Carolina. I've had the great pleasure to know Chris for a couple of months, and I'm Chris, I'm just delighted you're here with us today. Hi, Pam. I'm glad to be here. Good to see you again. And I have a, a lot of questions for you before you ultimately read us a little bit of your latest novel. Um, first of all, because your name is, well, I know you as Chris, but I understand you're writing under the name of Lewis Pennington. Pennington being your last name. Correct. Tell me, why did you change it to Lewis? Well, uh, my full name is Lewis Christopher Pennington, and I've gone by Chris my entire life. Uh, when I wrote my first book back in 2013, uh, it was under the name Chris Pennington. Uh, but over the years, I, I've been trying to get that as my domain for my website, and it was already taken. So I had to go with my full, the, my, the first, uh, my first name, Lewis, and uh, last name, of course, Pennington. That was available, so I snagged that, and that's why I'm Lewis Pennington now. Well, I love it. I mean, it reminds me of either C.S. Lewis or Lewis Carroll. I think it's, you know, they say things happen in threes. Well, I'll take C.S. Lewis any day of the week. <laughs> How long have you been writing? Wow. Uh, really, since I was about seven, maybe a little bit sooner than that. Um, but yeah, uh, since about seven. Wow, since you were a kid. What, mm -hmm. what inspired you? Well, when I was younger, and still to this day, uh, I was shy. Back then, I was debilitatingly shy. And it was my outlet for expressing myself uh, when I could do it and not feel judged. And as I've gotten older, I've got a little bit thicker skin. And uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, too shy about putting my, my thoughts in front of other people. Oh, that's terrific. Because I know you have a lot to share. What, what is it you like to write about? Oh, you know, anything that's inspirational. I love for readers to feel something uh, fr from something I've read, or excuse me, uh, written. And uh, it, it, it's it just so satisfying, whether it's making them laugh or cry, uh, pulling at their heartstrings. I want them to feel something powerful. I want them to be able to fly. Oh, is that how writing makes you feel? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That is wonderful. So tell me, what does literary success look like to you? Yes, that would be being able to do it full time. Yeah, yeah that I, would be that would definitely be success. my dream. And uh, that would be the definition. Absolutely. How many hours a day do you write now? Uh, between two and four depends on what's going on. Uh, on the weekends, it's always about four, mm -hmm. maybe six. You know, even. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does it does it take you a long time to write a book? How long does it take? Uh, you know, about on average, about five months to craft the the first draft, and then another month, uh, maybe a little bit longer to do uh, rewriting, and then maybe another month for uh, hardcore editing. Mm, yeah. yeah, it takes a while. And yeah. it has an emotional impact, too, as you're writing. How, how does the emotional impact affect you? Uh, well, uh, that's, I love, you know, being, uh, you know, being emotionally drawn. Um, it, 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 you know, my writing, if it's not making me feel a certain way, if I want to emote a certain, 
emotion like, uh, you know, sadness or joy. And if I don't feel that in my writing while I, while I am writing it, then I'm not doing my job and I go back in and I rework it until, you know, I shed that tear or laugh out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This may not have ever happened to you, but if you do get a poor review, how do you deal with that? Well, I'm, I'm okay with poor reviews. Everybody gets them. Um, I would say that uh, the only time I would ever be uh, offended is if vulgar, uh, vile language uh, was involved in the review. Mm. That'd be a little upsetting. But <laughs> then again, that's part of some people's, um, you know, speech patterns. And, <laughs> and you live with it. Yes, yes. We've all heard that. Yeah. Um, do you have some favorite books? Like what would be your top two? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, overriding everything is the Bible. That's the number one uh, book for me. But on a uh, uh, in the genre of fiction, then that's going to be To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, by far and away, best book uh, uh, I've ever read. And then second uh, in the nonfiction genre is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I needed that a lot when I was young because I, I, I had a hard time making friends. And uh, I'd say I still probably need to go back and read that. Well, tell me, tell me about a couple of your favorite authors and why. Uh, well, Stephen King, uh, you know, he's the master. I love him because he certainly he, he knows how to craft a sentence better than anybody. He and Aaron Sorkin know how to, how to put some syllables together and, you know, make, make a song. Um, Plus, he wrote the book. And then Delia Owens, um, she is she's she's the closest thing to Harper Lee that that I've found. I love her, you know, Southern voice that she's created, and she just seems like such a neat person. Right. She wrote Where the Crawdads Sing, she, right? Yeah, that thing is a blockbuster kick butt uh, story. Wow. Love it, love it. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any favorite quotes from anyone you love? <laughs> My favorite <laughs> quote is always, whistle while you work, just simply <laughs> because it, you need to be happy doing what you're doing. So I don't go into the What long... about Sorkin? Doesn't Sorkin have a wor- oh, well, quote of well, something to me before? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sorkin has some good ones. Um, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me stealing these, uh, or give him credit, rather, is uh, he says that when he writes, uh, when he puts together you know, a great sentence, it makes it sounds like music to him, and when he writes a really good play or you know it, a line just is um, it's crafted in a certain way, it makes him feel like he can soar, like he can fly, oh, and, and and nice. I just love that. Yeah, wow. So you just finished the Memory Stones. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh yes, um, absolutely. It's a story about uh, Mace Winslow. He's uh, a compassionate yet troubled heir to the Civil War plantation. He's actually got uh, a friend, his best friend, uh, named Spoon, who just happens to be a slave. So something, something really horrific happens when they're young that sets off what could be Mace's demise, as well as the downfall of the entire plantation and all its future generations. But... There's, there's this incredible reality-bending twist and turns that take Mace on this supernatural journey as he actually attempts to alter the course of time. So during this, this journey, he has to battle himself. 
He has to battle Yankee troops, nature's elements, and uh, also battle a nemesis that has followed him through time and on this journey. So overall, the, the story is uh, set against this ominous ticking clock that's kind of counting down toward this deadly showdown that uh, could cost him everything, could cost him the love of his life. And all the odds are stacked against him. Wow. I, I don't want to be too general here, but it sounds a lot like a cross between um, Outlander meets 12 Years a Slave. At, that's exactly <laughs> it. You nailed it on the head. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That yep. sounds very exciting. Yep. Um, so w- what would, what type of book would you say this is? Um, well, it's, it's a speculative type of fiction that does mix genres. It's got elements of historical fiction science fiction, adventure, and it's definitely a thriller. Mm. Um, and with this, it's with a time travel as a hook, it, it cleverly weaves all these elements into a plot twister that also tugs at the heartstrings. Mm. Mm. What inspired you to write this book? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for social and racial equality. And when the idea came to me, um, it was it was it didn't really have so much of that in it. But as I started thinking it through, I started to see it as a platform to address, um, you know, uh, racial uh, inequality mm. and uh, social uh, injustice. So it has has that um, element in it as well. Well, it certainly is timely. You know, this mm-hmm. is great. Well, it's always probably timely. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me, so what, what would be the key theme or, or sort of the message of the book? Uh, straight up, it's about forgiveness. Mm, wonderful. The, the power of forgiveness. Did you have a, a surprise for yourself as you wrote it? Well, what was surprising is just how, how much it moved me. Um, it, uh, it gave me all those feelings that I mentioned earlier about you know, being able to soar and, you know, your heart. Well, you know what? It was It was more like, have you ever watched a movie and you hear French horns in the background at that moment that people were looking off in the distance upward into the heavens and they've got that look of, I can do anything or <laughs> I, I've, I've been... I've I heard the impossible dreams. Yes. The the, yeah. So, so uh, that, that's what I heard as I, as I was writing this. I oh, was hearing wow. the French horns in the background and uh, wind uh, beneath my wings. Oh, I love that. I love that. The memory stones, the title is so cool. Um, it, does it have a meaning? Well, it, it's, it's part of uh, each of the main characters' arcs. Um, what they remember as well as what they don't remember. And it runs throughout the duration of the book. Cool. What was your, or who, I guess, was your favorite character? You're asking me to name my favorite children, <laughs> and I cannot do yes. that. However, um, I, I will say Mace and Spoon uh, are, of course, going to be there. Um, it, it's got a buddy element, of course, into it because they're best friends. But also Maudie, uh, who is uh, Spoon's mother. And there's also another kind of really spooky character in there. Her name is Juana. So, Ooh, it just has so many elements. This is very cool. Yeah. Um, and, well, um, do, you, do you hide any 
secrets in your book that only maybe a few people will find? Oh, yes. I love secrets and I, I love to give the reader something to think about, something to you know pursue within the book, something to get their mind going. Uh, not everything spelled out, you know, right off the bat, because readers don't want that. But they can want... you can you give me a little example of what you're talking about? I know this is this is just oh, well, pull something out of the air here. Oh for me, well, but... I, I, I'm afraid I'll give something away. But there is a diary that uh, is written um, uh, that Mace actually. Uh, has that was given to him by Spoon. And there's things that he writes in the diary that come back um, at the end of the book that answer a lot of questions. Mm. And there's things in the diary that, that individuals read that set them off on different paths to discovery. So that's it. And that's just one thing. The stone itself it's got a huge secret attached to it. Um, oh, Spoon cool. himself, he, there's a big secret behind Spoon. Mace's journey, journey every other page, there's something coming out at you. Oh, I cannot wait to read this. Whew. And what do you hope the readers will take away? Uh, that the, the power of forgiveness. That uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Oh. Is there any future for the characters? I mean, do you know yet if you'll have a sequel? Absolutely. There, there's a sequel in the works right now. And uh, I don't want to give it away too much, but I will have to say that a powerful female protagonist emerges. Okay, well, here's a fun question. If this book were to be made into a movie... Like, who are the celebrities you'd want to star in it? Oh, that's a great question. And uh, I'd love to see that. But, uh, you know, nobody uh, other than one uh, person, one actor came to mind. But nobody else really came to mind. I, I just had these these visions of these, these characters in my head. And I wasn't really thinking about actors. But there was one, uh, Maudie, the, the character of Maudie. She plays a main uh, part in this. And Octavia Spencer jumped in my head from word one uh, for Maudie. I love everything she does. Uh, and she fits this part to a T. She's and, you know, she's an author, actress, and a producer, and so talented and such a lovely person, uh, you know, on the outside. And I know on the inside, she's got to be too. And she embodies what I think Maudie was all about in terms of her skill sets that she has. Um, Octavia, so. I hope you're listening. <laughs> well, she, uh, I'm close to her number one fan. I'm not sure who that is, but I, I love her. Well, that's great. Well, I know you have the opening the very opening of your book, that if you're if you don't mind, I know the audience would love to hear you read just a few pages of that. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Go ahead and just take it away. All right. Well, I'm gonna clear my throat for this. Right? Okay. Now and remember, I'm a writer, not an actor. So you know, <laughs> please be kind. Fetch the thunderstick," said the old man, stretching his bony arm toward the pond. His splotchy, paper-thin palm unfolded a knobby finger that pointed across the shimmering surface to the silhouette of a large house hovering above the far bank. May stood frozen in front of the smokehouse, squeezing his crucifix, its edges digging into his palm. 
He looked into the black abyss of the man's eyes with a plea of forgiveness. There was none to be given. I said, fetch me the thunder, the man roared, blood vessels bulging along his temples. He turned to an ogre of a man pacing in circles beside him. Now! Mace jumped back, dodging the massive man who had been demanded to fulfill the task. Out of the corner of his eye, he watched him disappear into the darkness while he remained toe-to-toe with the old man bent on an act of revenge that would have devastating consequences. Several breathless minutes later, the ogre reappeared, huffing his way toward them and carrying a double-barreled shotgun. What are you going to do? Mace asked. The man snatched the gun and hobbled to the front door. He moved with him. What are you planning? Delivering justice, he said, pounding the entrance with the butt of the gun. The door swung open, revealing a small, dark, windowless room filled with a half dozen ham shanks, plucked fowl, and other assorted meats hanging from the ceiling's large oak beams. Cutting knives, saws, and butcher cleavers hung from the walls. With a solitary candle lighting the room, one could barely make out the black man standing with his face against the opposite wall. His shackled hands were raised above his head, attached to chains running into the ceiling trusses. From a distance, he could have been mistaken for just another side of meat about to be processed. Old man walked inside, slamming the door behind him. May stared into the hardwood planks. He muttered to himself, dropped the crucifix, and barged inside to find the man holding the shotgun against the back of the black man's head. No, he yelled as he grabbed the gun. By God, boy, if you don't let, no, no, please, you can't. The man glared at him, his chest heaving. Mace pressed the gun barrel downward. If it's going to be done, I'm the one who has to do it. The man stepped back, panting, struggling to remain stable. You shouldn't even be here. If the justice has to be served, it has to come from me. The old man gritted his teeth holding back the urge to finish what he had set out to do. Here! He rammed the weapon into his chest. Do what you have to, he said, slamming the door behind him. The words echoed in Mace's ears. Do what you have to. Wow, what a beginning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. that, 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 you got a hook right from the get-go. That's terrific. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I look. I really look forward to reading the whole the whole book, and I'm so delighted that you were able to be with us today. Thank you so much for sharing oh, so much with us. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much, Pam. All right, talk to you soon, Chris. Okay, bye bye.